you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm the money! Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. my name is Tank. I'm Jay Valentine. And this yeah. is the RV Money Podcast, the motherfucking authority. Party! <laughs> on all things RB. Yeah, he here today. He is here today. All I'm gonna say is. What they gotta do? Go put on that. Wait, what? Put on your red. You you don't yeah. you don't got no red dress. You better go get you one. You better go get you, you one. You better go get you, you one. You better get you one so you can get rubbed the right way. So you can make some dogs with the Johnny Kill. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got Kennedy to thank for that. He gave me my name. You know, every artist got to have that one record that's just their signature. Yes, and yes, it's yeah. like, Kenny gave me my name. Wow. And I'm so glad he took that record back from The Whispers. Because remember, no, The Whispers wait, had... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What'd you just say? Yeah, they, he had uh, given that record 
to the whispers. No. And he said, uh, Oh, we start with like, an exclusive. Hold on. Exclusive. He was like, Yo, I think this might be better for Johnny. Yeah. And that's how we ended up with. Uh... Matter of fact, the whispers even recorded it. And they said, <laughs> I guess I don't know what happened between them. I don't know if it's some money stuff, but I was like, well, Whatever happened, <laughs> thank y'all. Shit. Because what's. <laughs> Cause was Gerald was Gerald Busby over your project? Yeah, yeah. Gerald was over the project. Um, a, la, a la me, no, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Busby. Yes, sir. A la me. Oh, in the movie. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, right. I made sure that record was bought. <laughs> I thank you so much. You ain't name anytime, man. Any let me tell time. you, if it wasn't for you, I don't know what my name would be, <laughs> but it wouldn't be my my my. <laughs> um, Johnny, first of all, you're you know you're legendary, brother. You are absolutely oh, legendary. We are honored and blessed to have you here. I wanna I wanna say this and then and then, then we'll get into it. I just wanna I wanna give you love and I wanna salute you yeah. um for how you handled yourself on tour oh, and what you had you. to endure and what you had to go through. Yeah. And yes. to thank power you. through that and Ooh, and to man. get on that stage and um and be a living testimony. Yeah. And yeah. to testify the way you did, brother, yeah. like yeah. unreal, brother. Man, and Thank you. you know Thank we you. still we still sending you love and prayers, man. Absolutely, you yeah, know it's, a, it's still a challenge every yeah. day. And I didn't think, you know, you. I think we all know as kids, you know, and just adults too as well. We know when you lose a loved one, and but your first thought as a kid is when you think about it, what, what if something happened to my mom? Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't live. I wouldn't be. And, and it's like, man. When that day came, um, uh, I tell you, man, I you don't know what kind of strength you have. You don't know what you really honestly going to do because I couldn't tell you what I would would have done in that moment. But I just had to just go, let go, let God, and I had to lean and trust on Him more than anything and anybody, man. I tell you, I'd never uh, even watching my mom and her uh, her decline with her health. It's still you know the inevitable, but at the same time, I always tell everyone, because I know we all got to leave here, but when you're seeing people that are leaving and you know they're going to leave, you still, I always tell everyone, you must try to stay in the moment, stay in the now, because mm -hmm. if you get too far ahead trying to figure out when and how and when it's going to happen, yeah. what happens is you, you, you rob yourself of the now. So whatever that is that's going on, if they're still here, they're still you're still in the game. They're still in the fight. And you have to try to stay present, stay in the now. And that's what I did. I rolled it all the way up yes, till the last breath. But it was just um tough, man. And I tell you, I don't know. It's like I'm I'm waking up still every day. Uh pill it's just the pillar is just drenched with tears. And I, I remember asking um uh, Tyler, Tyler Perry, I, I, I asked Tyler, I said, um, he said, no, he said, you know what? He says, you're going to be all right. Uh, I said, I don't know, man. He said, no, you're going to be all right. He says, in nine years. I said, what do you mean in nine years? He said, it took me nine years. He said, you got a long way to go. Yeah. I said, my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what I got to deal with. He's like, man, and it's it's just, you know, that's it becomes more bearable. But it's just... The, Pain never will gone. always be there. Yeah. I'm like, this is, man, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. And I got a lot of motherfuckers I don't like. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't wish it on yeah. my worst enemy. But, you know, ultimately, 
it's just that I'm, I, I, I have on this shoulder that's called the gratitude bag. And even through all the pain and through the heartaches, um, I still wake up every day and I make an effort to go in and reach into that gratitude bag and understand that at 81 years of life and allowing me to be here for 57 years that God allowed me to have my mom throughout my life. He didn't have to do it because there are kids that have grown up without a mother or without a father, without both. And to have, you know, her here and to have guided us and worked as hard as she did. And she got an opportunity to see her child carry that name and the family's name. And, and, and I never robbed and stole from anybody. I, even when I was out, we all, when you're growing up and you're in this business, you're having fun wilding out. But even in the back of my mind, I was still conscious of going, I don't want to embarrass my mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. That's a no, no. So, you know, it's been a blessing. So every day I still reach into that gratitude bag and think about how she could have been gone and how we thought at one point she was gone and she she came roaring back and, and gave us nine more years. And I said, wow. God has given us nine. If he gave, gave her even nine more, it still probably wouldn't be enough. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful. Um, and I know I got to continue to keep pushing through it, but I'll never forget going back to work and the guys were saying, you don't have to come back. And I said, this is not about me. I said, my mother worked three jobs. We were on welfare. Lights would get cut off. Water would get cut off. But yet my mother wouldn't allow, she had to raise four boys and she would not allow us to live in the projects. If you didn't know any better, you would have thought we were middle middle class because we never lived in with four boys, a single mom, a single lady taking care of four boys, yeah. that we lived in uh, a decent neighborhood and and nobody knew pretty much what our lives was like. Right. And that was hard work and that was sacrifice. So I realized I knew what my mother would want me to do, and that is she wanted me you know, to carry on. And so that sacrifice that I had to make that time during that time was nothing compared to what she had to do to deal with with four boys. So I had to push myself through that process and try to get through it as uh, the best that I could. But boy, I my God, I tell you, I've been through some rough stuff in my life. But man, I don't think nothing's nothing compares to that one. I'm making that decision. I have to go. I'm going to stand out here in front of these people and do what I know she wants me to do. Well, we felt you, brother. Yeah. yeah I promise yeah, you that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was inspiring. Yeah. It was, it was inspiring. That's why, listen, man, I'd rather believe that there's a God and die and find out that there isn't than to go and <laughs> 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 leave yeah. a body here mm-hmm. and realize, oh, you was for real? <laughs> I thought you was playing. Yeah, they tell me he was doing the thing with the gold. Oh, man. Rolled roll to man. the stone. It's gold in here. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, I, so I ain't got a mansion? <laughs> oh man, wow. I missed that on my match. <laughs> now it's just a double man because down here we're supposed to have 40 acres in the mule. Oh now man, get up there, oh, ain't got nothing. Oh, we're talking about it. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> what happened, man? So let's do this. Let's go back to four boys. Yeah. Four yeah. boys being raised. DC? Yeah, DC. Out of DC. Yeah. DMV. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. original chocolate. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Talk yeah. about them humble beginnings, man, and, and, and discovering <laughs> that. 
you are different. Man, let me tell you, it's crazy. We we grew up. My dad was a minister, so we grew up uh, singing in church. Mm -hmm. And he started his church in D.C. And then when my mom and him separated, he he moved to uh, Phoenix City, Alabama, Columbus, Georgia, and then Phoenix City, Alabama. And it was crazy because we had to be in church two, three times uh, on Sundays, and we had to go to Bible study, and it was all this stuff. And my dad one day bought us all these instruments, and um, I was intrigued with the guitar. And I couldn't tell you at that time, I didn't know what it was, why I was intrigued with the guitar, but I picked the guitar up, and I just started playing it. Hmm. I never had to guitar lessons. I haven't done anything, and I just started playing. And um, and so my brother, one my, one of my brothers had a bass, the other one had drums, and the other one had bongos. And it was funny because you know, as kids, we all we used to fight, you know. And but when my dad come in, everybody straightened yeah. up. Dad was no joke. He was no different than Mr. Joe Jackson in yeah. a way. I mean, when I say that, I love Joe and I knew Joe yeah. as well. I'm saying in the sense that he was a no-nonsense guy. Yeah, he, he wasn't was playing. Like, when, right. you, when dad came home, everybody was like this. Your room clean, you got this, make up the bed, make sure. That, so, but my dad, when, you know, the kids, we, we, they wouldn't let me play with their instruments. I used to play sick. And when they go to school, <laughs> they never understood how I knew how to play all of everybody's <laughs> instruments. I, I didn't know at the time I was intrigued, and that's what the word was intrigued. Yeah. I'm just looking at this stuff, and I would pick up an instrument, and i just start playing it. I, don't, I just would figure it out. So, <laughs> so we, my dad made us form the group. You know, I was the youngest out of the crew, and they would kick my ass in front and make me sing because they used to beat my ass. They was like, no, you can get out there and sing. So I ended up doing being the lead singer and not realizing that, you know, at the end of the day, I tell them the years, looking back at it, I'm like, how you like me now? How you like me now? <laughs> you want to do what? You want to do that? <laughs> you want to sing yeah. background yeah. with me? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we let him sweep out the caboose. <laughs> <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no bongos on this. Ain't no bongos on this. Yeah. So are you guys singing gospel? Uh, we were singing gospel, yeah, yeah, all over uh, uh, the metropolitan area, the DMV. It was, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, I saw the uh, interview KC. with yeah. KC. Yeah. Yeah. Little Cedric. Y'all was going at it. Us, yeah, y'all, you know, we gonna be on. Y'all gonna be on there with Little Cedric and them, right? It's like, yeah, bring them on. Bring them. Bring them on. So, what was the name of y'all group? <laughs> Little John and the Wings of Faith. So it was Lil John against Lil Cedric. Lil John and oh, somebody got to make a T-shirt. <laughs> somebody has to make a T-shirt. Man, what? Of oh, Lil John and Lil and Lil Cedric? Yeah. Are you yeah, kidding yeah. me? So you said Lil John and the what? And the wings of faith. Wings and listen, of faith. and Casey gave it up to you. Oh, Casey was yes, like, he did. Oh no, no, yeah, he yeah. was. Oh man, he was let smoking. me tell you, he was it smoking. was you know everybody. You need somebody that. Especially, I mean, we we are all artists, but you always need that somebody that just inspires you, that push you, or you know, yeah. okay, when I go, that's a thorn in your you side. Bring uh -huh. you, you better bring <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, and he, yeah. it was like little Cedric, little Cedric, little who, hello. And but then I, he, man, yo, he's the they, he's the rock, man, he's the rock, and I enjoy, I, the crazy thing about me as an artist, and I think for years it's been this way, I envy people that have this thing where it's like, it's like, hey, I'm better than you, or when that moment come, I'm gonna stomp them. I, 
I have that competitive thing in me, but I have this thing where I anybody can come on my stage. Uh, I and it's like I welcome it, and I'm like, it doesn't matter what your skill level is. Even if your skill level is, I feel is greater than mine. It never allowed me to have this insecurity thing where right. it's like you feel yeah. like, you know, like oh man, I think uh, I'm better than him. Oh man, watch him. I ain't going after him. And it's like I never. It's never been a thought process yeah. for me. And I think it's just I enjoy the art of music. I enjoy every great gift and talent that God has given every man. And to me, it's like I welcome anybody yeah. at any time. I mean, me and Stevie used to sit. Stevie would come over to my house. You know what? And hold on. Stop. Hold on. That hold is on. a hold loss. I'm sick of this shit already. <laughs> what? I'm sick of this shit what? already. What? Okay. <laughs> Stevie would come over to my house. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like, look. Yeah. Hey, hey, let the we, legend tell his story. How do you get there? <laughs> Can't uh, stop. Hey, see? Huh? There you go. There he go. Did he Stevie drive drove sometimes. <laughs> you know what? Let me just get something. Jet Sif, and then he said this. He got to do this. <laughs> when he had to break. <laughs> he had to pick his brain. He got to dial back. He got to dial. I think that you should really come over and shut up. You're my bitch. <laughs> And I would go with me. People were watching us going at it. We do the dozen. Uh, Steve and I, for years, would just go hard, hard. Going crazy. And so I would go, I'd go, hey, yo, you know, there's people in the room, right? He goes, okay. Uh, let me ask you something. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, will you open your mouth? Open my mouth, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put something in it. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> No. Go, no. Hey, you know the people in this room. <laughs> be like, oh, Steve will get you. Yo, Steve goes hard. And let me tell you, what? man, and it gets quick. Hey, and it, yo, man, he's quick. Hey, man. <laughs> that, that's the greatest of all times. Oh, shit. That's the greatest hey, of all times. Let me tell you the nah, reason why I, can, I love these Stevie stories because as a kid growing up, Idolizing Stevie. Yeah. People ask me all the time, what is your greatest, you know, uh, reward in being in this business? And it's not the awards that I've won. It's none of those things. It's the fact that I met this guy when I was a kid and um, to call him my brother, um, it's just, um, to me, the greatest reward one could get because I've always looked up to him and still even to this day. And me and him were sitting there and go for hours going back and forth, running and riffing. And one day, this motherfucker did a run that lasted about a half hour and I was like, motherfucker, that's it. hold on. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> we right can't back. do this, can we? That's not legal. <laughs> we would be in there. I'm talking about Steve would play from 11 o'clock till 6 in the morning. He'd be still sitting in there playing. We'd all be hanging out, just Eddie, myself, and Nicole, all of us. And we would just be in there, tore up, getting... And I like how you just Steve threw Eddie in there, just like this. And we look over and it's at 4 o'clock in the morning, everybody on the couch like this. And he's still going. He's still be in there. Ding, 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 He is just the epitome of music. Yeah. Oh, my God. His existence is just pure music. But he is... Got the biggest heart, man. And I'm let me sure, tell yeah. you, this guy um, has been a true blessing to me in every way. And I listen, man, I love that guy to the core. Yeah. I love him to the yeah. core. Yeah. Okay. So 
little, little, little Cedric, little John. Y'all getting, <laughs> y'all getting to it <laughs> in, the, in like them verses. streets. Oh, we verses, gonna do these verses. Absolutely, we're gonna pull them albums up. So we're in the gospel circuit, right? Mm. Yeah. Is that when the discovery happens for you, or yeah. or or do you make the transition to R and B first? No, it was the gospel circuit. Mm-hmm. The craziest thing is, I remember you just saying earlier about when did I discover? I singing. I the craziest thing as a kid, I thought everybody could sing. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought because when, when you're, you're raised church, in a place where everybody sings. exactly, yeah. Yeah. so I thought everybody could sing. Yeah, and man, we used to gather before the service. Uh, whichever uh, show we was gonna do, and I, I, it was a joke to me, but I was it was fun, not a joke more so than anything. We'd be sitting there talking about. It. I was like, watch how many people make shout. I didn't think them beside. I was it was fun to go. Okay, I'm gonna wreck this. Watch this. Watch this. How many we gonna make? I'm gonna make the whole. I'm gonna have them in there laying out, rocking, and and we would come out from singing the church in these churches, and you see them falling out and stuff. I didn't realize until years later that. That's not a joke, and that's not something everybody can do, and that is an anointing and a gift. 100%. I had no idea. Huh. Yeah. And what are you, 13, 14 years yeah, old? Yeah. yeah. And they kept going, you see that little kid sound like a grown man? I, this, it still didn't even register. Well, so you, had this grown, you had this grown voice at 13? No, early. Yeah, <laughs> early. No, sing like they, yeah, oh, yes, you had yeah, to yeah. You had to yeah. be able to get yeah. out there early. Yeah. yeah. And I was, and I actually, actually joined another group while... Um, I was still in the group with uh, Little John and the Wings of Faith, a group in D.C. called the Prodigal Sons. They were very, very, very the Prodigal popular. Sons. Who was in the Prodigal Sons? Um, there was. It was originally it was Johnny Holmes and the Prodigal Sons, and uh, then Bob Robinson took over when Johnny Holmes passed away. But they were terrorizing in uh, uh-huh. in D.C. They was like, well, you, you that was okay, right, yeah. Right. And, uh-huh. and so I ended up even you know uh, singing with them. Uh, and learning a, a lot from them, this guy. But named, they were grown men. They were grown men. Bob Robinson, he, he was like the lead singer, and he was a guy that didn't have the greatest voice, but he just knew what to say, when to say it, and he could, in the middle of a song, he could have this make the whole place just explode, just from him talking. Just he would just be just, hey, just man. He'd be like man, didn't yeah. have the greatest voice, but he'll kill you. <laughs> Mm. He will destroy you. <laughs> I was like, man. So you know, you being around those kind of um, yeah. people really taught me a lot, and I didn't know I was taking it all in, but it was just a part of my journey, and a part of I think ultimately where where um, uh, God's plan, man. But uh, that's when I I realized years later, as I started getting older, and I was watching how uh, we were becoming. Uh, people were starting to fear us, and it was like I th- it was funny to me at one point. And then I started realizing maybe this is a little something different here that's going on that I'm doing because, yeah, I could get two two lines out of a song, and it reached a point where the church would just explode <laughs> before I could even get. And I think at that over a period of time, they started to recognize it was Little John, and then you know, knowing what I did, made them they, when I w- we would perform, they was ready. You know, but I started realizing that this is anointing and this is not something to take lightly and to play yeah. with. Yeah. Did yeah. y'all make a record? No, we never made a record. Never made a record. So all even, live performances. Even Casey uh, uh, and yeah, I think they, they made a record. They, they made, yeah. We never made a record. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before y'all got to making any, you know, any recordings, you end up moving over to the secular side. 
Because you yeah. got to the secular side early, a te- still Super a teenager. Early. Yeah. I um I went to school with Stacey Lattisau. Yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she, um, we were in uh, uh, elementary together. And we used to be in a group. Uh, this, oh, this y'all go a, back a, to, to Glee elementary club. school. Yeah. Wow. We were in the Glee club. And Stacey's place, because Stacey started before me, obviously, um, her place was like the, uh, you know, where all of the kids would gather. We would all gather there after school. And um, I remember uh, in the Glee Club when we were singing uh, at Kimball uh, at Kim- Elementary, I remember one day it rained and she made, we all went downstairs in her basement and, you know, I used to wear suits to school. Don't ask me why I would wear suits with uh, empty briefcase. I oh, you care. started early. It was me too. Him too. You did too? <laughs> That's crazy you okay, said so that because I'm like, wait, now nah, no two of y'all. Now no two of y'all. I was suited up with my Bible. Well, my brothers gave me the, they gave me the nickname Reverend Ike. <laughs> Reverend Ike. <laughs> I used to go, here come Reverend Ike. My God brothers, and they were terrorizers. They lived next door to us. It was three of them, and then my three brothers, all of us, we used to all roll. But my God brothers... They was man. Wait, but they, your your brothers didn't wear suits to school. No, only you did. Only me and my bro- my brothers and my god brothers. They were all, they used to laugh oh, when I would come. They'd go, "Here come Reverend Knight," and um, but you know, it's just what I felt more comfortable. So in you at Stacy's house with the suit so on. So I would go after school, still over there, and we'd be over there playing and stuff. So one day it was raining, and she said, "Okay, everybody's got to go. It has to do something." Or y'all gonna have to leave. Whoever's not doing something, and she was having a talent show, and so I'm like, shit, what am I gonna do? And I'm shoot. Only thing I know how to do is sing, and I didn't want to sing. But I was like, hell, I'm getting my suit wet. <laughs> AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink 
That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I get a call a few months later, and it's from Stacy. We had, matter of fact, had just moved, was moving back to Columbus, Georgia. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad was was gonna get back together, and we had packed up our things and was moving back to Columbus, Georgia. And I got a call when I got to Columbus, Georgia, and it was from Stacy. She said, "Hey, my um, um, my mom and was talking to uh, Henry Allen, the president of the label record label, about you." And um, he wants to um, wants to hear hear your voice. We were coming. We had just gotten back to to. Uh, we went drove back to D.C. to pick up some more of our things. I made a um, <laughs> demo tape with a twenty nine dollar tape recorder. Those you remember the, the, the when you press the, press the cassette? The yeah. Time. I didn't know nothing about no production and none of that stuff. I'd never even recorded, so I couldn't tell you how you know you're supposed to play. So I was singing with just raw on with the thing. And uh, on the tape recorder, and he called, and uh, he asked me to sing for him and a couple other people over the phone, and I did. And I ended up singing for a couple more people, and then a couple more people. It was like he had the whole staff going, yeah, yeah, yeah listen to this, listen to this, come on, sing, sing, it, sing it again. And I was singing, um, I sung uh, Shining Star from the Manhattans, mm -hmm. and um, he said, yeah, we're we, we going to bring you up to New York. You know, we went to D.C. and we never went back to Columbus, Georgia. 
They, I went to um, uh, to New York. They flew us, flew me up to New York, a kid by myself. Really? And my mom didn't want to. I was fourteen. Fourteen. Because I started recording at fifteen, and the first record came out at sixteen. But uh, I didn't know, and I've never been on an airplane and none of that stuff. So it was all new. And my mom, man, she was not feeling it, but she understood it. It was like this is an opportunity, and. You know, I didn't realize until about 10 years ago, maybe about eight years ago, my brother was telling me, he said, you know, I used to hear mom in the bathroom praying and crying at the same time. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, she just, it's, it tore her up even when you moved and went to, to LA and she was just asking God to protect you. And he said, mom would be in there like two, three o'clock in the morning and I would hear her praying and crying and I was like wow wow it's real yeah she lets you she lets you go live your dream as a baby yeah Oof. yeah but they assured her uh the guy that you guys might have heard of I'm not sure but he was the man uh running New York Bill Underwood <laughs> absolutely he mm. was I know who that is yeah 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 and he was like my you know uh uh it's like my father he's like a brother, father, everything. Yeah. But he, you know, yeah, he 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 looked out and took care of me. But I tell you, it was it's a trip, man, because um, I realized that that was a blessing because I got to learn the business and understand it early, early, early on. Yeah. And some of the mistakes some of the other guys made, I didn't make. I've been in the business forty years. I've seen a lot of things. A lot of things have happened uh, to me just like anybody else in the business. Mm -hmm. But I've never, I don't have one story where I can tell you I went to work and somebody can tell you, you know, I've heard a million stories about going to work, going to stage, man, I went and performed, and then the guy wouldn't give me my money, man. And we had to pull a gun on him. I've heard a billion stories of somebody getting yanked for their money at some point. Never happened. Bill taught me from day one that I'm not the risk taker. The promoters are the risk, are the risk takers. And if they can't provide half up front, <laughs> then don't go. We're not going. We're don't not go. go. And that started early, 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 early on in my career. And I've seen some things and made some mistakes in make, doing business deals, but not getting paid for going to work has never been one. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> never been one. And thanks to him, he did 33 years in He's back out, and that's my. He did thirty-three years in the penitentiary. Yeah, thirty-three. Uh -huh. He was, um, yeah. yeah. Bill was, mm -hmm. you know. You ain't got to go into it, huh? You ain't got to go into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let me tell you what happened when I got that first check, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here we go. Here we yeah, go. Let's here we that. go. Man, man. Trying to tell y'all couldn't tell me nothing. How much was the check? Might have been for about two thousand dollars. I think it was. <laughs> I bought me like a, I bought me a gold watch. A nugget watch, a nugget ring, and a nugget bracelet. Who are you talking Remember to? Remember Nuggets was man like crazy. <laughs> with with 2000 Nigga, he Hell bought a yeah. full kit. And no, and here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. On top of it, I went to the dealership, wait, wait, you gotta... and they gave me my uh, Cressida and said, no, no, you can pay. You can start making payments later. I'd sign off the paper. They did. Bill went with me. I'd sign off. He was like, look at this kid. I was like, hey, man. I mean, shoot. They were doing that they back then. They was like, yeah. So you got a new whip. 
Oh, a nugget, nugget watch. Nugget kid. Nugget kid. With two thousand dollars. Oh man. I was hurting Make him. it stretch. Make it. I said, make man, it enough. Make it enough. I kept saying, I can get used to this. True. Yeah. I'm like, man, I, I'm like, man, y'all couldn't tell me nothing. And I'm like, what are we doing next? And you have a jerry curl. Oh, man, it was leaking. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking up outfits? Oh, man, it was leaking. But I was trying to be Michael. I was <laughs> like, man, so that's what y'all like, huh? Yeah. Tried to keep my curl down, but my smile would just yeah. be. But I was like, that's what y'all like and y'all digging, huh? Man, I had my curl. And man, but I tell you, the first night I got my, right, the night that I was going, the day before I was going to get the curl, um, I was so excited because I'm thinking, you know, the girl's like curly hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> curl, whatever. So, you know. <laughs> have, a, have a conversation with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, you know, you don't, yeah, yeah, he yeah, don't understand. He don't get it. So, I came out the womb. He, 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 yeah. he, he doesn't share our pain. He doesn't share our pain. No, so no. I'm sitting the night before. I'm so excited, man. I was so excited thinking tomorrow I'm going to have curly hair. Tomorrow I'm going to have curly hair. You couldn't tell me nothing. Like the first yeah, day of school. First day of school. They, had to do, they had to do the rollers, put the roller joints in there, and then they got oh, the, you got to set under the dryer. Yeah. They got, I mean, it was about a four or five hour process. Y'all say but, bye to the old me. Oh yeah. my God, man. But I came out there with curls and it was like, oh, don't talk to me, man. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Shoot, man. I was like, I was on cloud nine. I'm like, uh, the ladies. The ladies. <laughs> 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 I, I was tempted as I was talking right about that. Like, the lady. The lady. <laughs> approach him. I had to look at him. I was telling him. I was I like, know hey. y'all seen the new edition movie? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't show that Johnny Gill was a pimp. <laughs> they did not show this Johnny. My the approach, lady. my approach was like, hey, baby, I'm a model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell her what you got on you. Oh, man. You kidding me? Oh, oh man. Great. Man. I have never. Listen, I had some fun times. How do you how do you handle whoever came to you? I about to you say, how? Tell us, who did? Tell yeah. us who. Who came to you? Coming and said, to you and saying, Hey, I know you're a solo artist. I know you're doing your thing. We we trying to figure this thing out. You as a as your you know, your solo thing, you got this grown man voice. I'm about to put you in this group. Michael Bivens, my little brother. Hmm. Let me tell you, that guy. Um I, I can't even put into words how um, sharp Michael has always mm -hmm. been. And the, the craziest thing is out of our whole group, Michael was the, I, was the one that came up with the idea because originally Ralph was going to leave. Mm -hmm. And so Mike's first thought was, shit, well, how are we going to eat? And so his thought was not, his idea wasn't it was going to be all of us. They were just thinking, okay, if Ralph gonna go off, because Ralph was working on his solo thing, and he's gonna probably he's probably not gonna come back. Especially he's the lead singer, he's the most popular. He's gonna probably be successful. He probably he's not gonna probably come right. back. And they've so, already watched Bobby. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, shoot. So what are we gonna do? Mike was a huge fan too, and that Half Crazy was the song that caught his attention. Hmm. And so when we was at the Whispers concert in in L.A., 
that's when we ran into each other. But we had before you stole paths. a record, before before you stole the Whispers record. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. they was mean. allowing you in their concerts mm-hmm. before you stole their record. <laughs> they gonna see you on the street. I mm-hmm. told him, I said, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> the twins will jump you. And then I looked at him, I said, who did that? Who did this? <laughs> I said, no way, man. Oh said, man, no I way, apologize, man. man. Shoot. <laughs> But yeah, he did. We met at the, the Whispers concert. That's crazy because I didn't think about that. And um, he said, "Yeah, let me ask you a question." He said, "Did you have, do you feel like you've gotten your just due as a solo artist?" And I, I'll never forget just being stupid and funny. I reached my hand in my pocket and I pulled out Lynn. I was like, "Nope." Mm. <laughs> and he said, ah. <laughs> "He said, he said, hey, yo, man, what you doing tomorrow?" I said, um, "Nothing. What's going on?" He says. Yeah, I wanted to see if you were down to meet up for lunch. And I was like, okay. But it's never dawned on me that it's like he's calling me to talk about some business stuff. I'm just thinking, because we cross paths from, you know, doing concerts and stuff Mm -hmm. here and there. And I would go and say to him and hang out with him. And so it never dawned on me that that's what he was trying to do. And so we met up, had lunch with a couple of guys. Then they wanted to come, they wanted to meet up again. And I'm sitting there going, what the hell do they want to meet up for again? And so that second time we met up, they was talking about they want to go back to uh, a five-member group at some point because the choreography was the thing they gave me was the choreography is a lot more impacted. It's more effective with, uh, with, with five. So I'm thinking, okay. and But I kept thinking, I know you think it's not going to really ask me about joining this group. I was like, I got two left feet. fuck am I going to do? At <laughs> this point, you have not danced. You have Hell not no. danced as an artist. <laughs> no, nothing about dancing. I'm like, shoot. I'm a crooner. Oh, I'm a crooner. I sing. Yeah. And a I pimp. Sang. And a pimp. <laughs> 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 there goes another hey, t-shirt. There goes another shirt. <laughs> I'm a crooner and a pimp. And a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my bitches? Where? 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 Have you seen them? Hey, man. This is gold. Okay. Okay. So now they... So... <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, um, we, uh, we, we went over... They talked to me about the whole thing about this idea that they had about me coming and being a part of the group. And then... I sat there and I was like, wow. And then we went from the hotel to MCA over to Joe Busby's office. That oh, they had day. this all planned out. That oh, yeah, yeah, day. they had it laid out. Mm-hmm. And we walked into Gerald's office and Gerald says, ah, new edition and Johnny Gill. And my was, dad. Was, was, was Ralph with y'all at the time? No, Ralph oh, wasn't with us. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And, and, <laughs> and, Ralph, and Mike said, nah, it's new edition. And Gerald looking, he's like, he says, ah. And Mike's was Mike, that's what Mike said, made our newest member. And Gerald looked, and he was like a deer in the hair, like he looked for a minute, then he said, you know what? I was thinking about that too. That was <laughs> <laughs> like it was, I was thinking that this y'all. <laughs> so but are you still like, signed to? At, was it Atlantic? I was still signed. I was signed to uh, to MCA. Oh, you were on, okay, okay. Yeah, and so when Gerald left, 
uh, from MCA over to Motown, he called Jimmy and Cherry and said, hey, man, I'm trying to find a, a, an artist to sign, a male artist. Uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, like Howard Hewitt, blah, blah, blah. He's going to listen. And Jimmy and Terry was like, Howard Hewitt? It was, he said, um, you have one. So Johnny. <laughs> and once again, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Terry and them said, hey, man, you got one. And that guy is going to be around for a long time, blah, blah, blah. And they said, you know, they agreed to do half the album, but that's when uh, Clarence came in. They agreed to do half the album, and and uh, and and Kenny and uh, L.A. Uh, agreed to do that half. That was the first time they actually collaborated together. Yeah. But this yeah. is yeah. this is before or after New after Edition? the New Edition. This after. Yeah. Okay, so we yeah. skipped. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah, we, we skipped. Uh, okay. It's so much forty years. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. No, no. 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 Listen. Time. It's like, like we here. <laughs> we, we here for you. I'm great at the timestamp. Yeah. I'm great at the timestamp. Yeah. I'm not. He said you skipped. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. So so when we went in there and we did that and and uh, yeah and then we went uh, and started making plans to go back because they had started working with Jimmy and Terry mm -hmm. in Minneapolis and uh, I didn't know at the time they had already it was <clears throat> it already started. and Ralph hadn't started with them. Ralph hadn't started. With gotcha. Them. When I went back with them to Minneapolis, they even start their whole recording process, is when oh, we all met up. And I remember Ralph going, what the fuck is this? Like, he's looking around. He still quiet. don't know. Yeah, well, he, I think he sensed something because he's looking around, it's quiet, and it's like <laughs> everybody's just kind of solemn. And then they said, Jimmy, uh, Terry says, all right, guys, we're going to have a meeting. Let's have a meeting. They went into, came into, we went into their, their uh, in their little thing where they, uh, the office. And man, we sat at that table, and all hell broke loose. <laughs> hmm. All hell broke loose, and that's when I found out that he wasn't, he didn't even know, nor was he down with that. <laughs> with the, adding another member, he's like, "Fuck that! I want to share my money and split, start splitting my money again." But with five motherfuckers. <laughs> so it was all the stuff that was going on. I mean, I, they was in there screaming, yelling, and I'm sitting there looking. Yeah. And I'm looking You're playing tennis. And I'm looking, I'm like, what did I just walk into? And did you know Ralph <laughs> at this time? I knew him just from- In passing. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, what the hell did I just walk into? So it was all like, man, this, it, was, it was crazy. So I remember uh, Terry looked at me and he said, you know, or he did Jimmy one month said, you know, well, you know, you're not going to be, uh, you know, Ralph is the lead singer and you're not going to be doing any leads on the album. And I looked at him, I said, okay. I said, whatever, you know, I'm here for whatever you guys need me to do. And never bothered me. I never thought twice about I'm coming in and I need to be the lead singer. I need to be, I, I don't know. I envy people because sometimes you do need to have that, Arrogance, of assertive that, attitude, that, that, yeah. We just and insert just, yourself into it, yeah. yeah but I maybe just, you don't, though, because if you, when you do, got the good, you like, miss out on an opportunity to join a super group. Well, yeah, because I, if, any, if, if, I, anyone, yeah, if anyone if else that, that walks that, into that right, that and, has and that ego, certain, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, they're like, "What you mean? I'm a solo. I got my solo deal. I got my record right. album. Yeah, no, nigga, no, no, listen no. to this. You, yeah, you walked in and made yourself just available, right." Yeah. Useful. Yeah. Whatever you guys need. Yeah. And that's what Terry said. Terry said when they saw that reaction, and I didn't do it by nothing intentional. I'm just, it was like, okay, whatever that is. But it, dis just, it, 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 it also never... probably disarmed the conflict. Yes. 
because mm, yeah. again, Ralph is the Ralph. lead singer of New Edition. Yeah. Ralph is Ralph. Yeah. So yeah. it's still like you know, it's still like, for him, it's a pecking order thing. Yeah. Right. And, right. and for, for you, you to just be not, like, I'm here for, for I'm, you I'm like, here hey, of service, man, brother, I'm, yeah. brother. It's yeah. your world. Do your. And my level of security, I think, in the back of my mind, was probably I still, even though I joined them, I still had to um, had obligations to to uh, Motown and yeah, solo had, deal. A, a solo deal that yeah. I have to record. And they were like, saying, yeah. Gerald was saying, we're gonna have to do that. We'll do that right after the new edition album. Like, I'm so good. I'll get to it mine. never. Yeah. And yeah. if you ever notice, if you look in all those early pictures, you'll see me. I'm always in the back. Like I never, they used to be fighting for the position of who's going to be in front or trying to be in front of. They used to be fighting for for parts sometimes for the songs and the songs, and I was just sitting there. I was, I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, just whatever needs to be done. And when it was time to take pictures, I'd go and get in my place in yeah. the back. Yeah, and like, for I you, never it was felt like and it was, um, nah, it was easy. It was easy work for you. Yeah. You used to having to sing the whole song yourself. Yeah. You, not, I mean, the only you, thing you get, now you got to do, you learn how to dance. I can't tell though. you this, though. A lot of those songs that we were doing, uh, I would do pretty much like the ad lib stuff or do most of the stuff. And then they come in and then somebody brings somebody to do, follow what I mm. did. So I was like, I guess I'm the demo singer too, huh? It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. I got, yeah. you know, so, yes, you are. But I tell you when I did get pissed, though, they, all those great songs, you like "Can You Stand the Rain." Some of the other songs, you know, "My Kind of Girl," and they was Voice giving us these 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 parts to do. And I kept listening to some of those songs. I was like, "Man, I like that song. I want to sing that. I like to sing that. I love singing that." And I'll never forget. <laughs> I kept thinking when they gave me the song "Boys to Men," I said, "This is some political bullshit." <laughs> I said, oh, they just giving me this piece of shit just to throw me a bone now at this point. All these great songs that I could have just sung on and just been, you know. That's how I'm you thinking about that. I, that's how I thought about it. And so I said, okay. Wow. So they're just throwing me a bone and they're just going to throw me this song, throw me this track that's out of all these other great songs. Because I just didn't think it was out of all the other records that, that they recorded, you know, that that was It wasn't like the one. Good, yeah. yeah. So I said, oh, so you want to fuck with me now, huh? That's what took, the, when the light went off in my head. I said, oh, so you niggas are trying to fuck with me, huh? Going to give me this weak ass shit. I said, okay. I walked in that booth. I said, made up my mind. I said, I'm going to fuck this song up. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I, that is I, great. I remember <laughs> singing the first couple of lines. And before you know it, before I got to the end, and we, I started with the ad libs, it was like, I don't know if you guys ever seen Scooby Doo, and they'd be having them one stand over the other, one stand over the other, and they, they all looking. They was all, so we, the whole room was filled with everybody in there. And uh, by the time I finished the song, it's real quiet in there, like, whoo. <laughs> and I just kept thinking, listen. I've been doing my part. Right. I've been in here doing whatever you guys need me to do. Don't come in here fucking with me with this bullshit. And I was like, if that's the case, I'm gonna just show you something. I don't give a fuck what you put in front of me. I'm gonna. I'll, I'd set my attitude. Light it was, on fire. I'm gonna fuck this song up. That was just my attitude. <laughs> well, let me say something. <laughs> you sang that motherfucker, <laughs> man. And that is, you sang the title cut, motherfucker. Uh, but I was singing it, man. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit, crazy. they can't find me something better. 
couldn't find you nothing better than the title fucking cut that led to one of the greatest groups of all time. Come on, man. Hey man, he's like, who knew? Well, <laughs> the moral of the lessons is always give your best. You never know. Oh, what you the hell is gonna happen? You just never know, man. <laughs> then you get humble. You just never know, man. You, you never, never know, know, man. man. You never know. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> so when yeah. you get when you yeah. get to new edition, yeah. yeah, is the edit okay? Now you because you got to get a new edition check. Yeah. Uh huh. Is, that, that is that heavier than your solo check? Hell yeah, heavy. Because they, what you, what I heavy, can't even, heavy, heavy. What you, what you get? Come on, now. Yeah, 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 I know that's more than two thousand. Heavy load. <laughs> you heard the growl. Said, you heard the growl. I said, I'm no, big, keep it on him. big time. <laughs> Shoot. And it was funny because during that time, we was getting ready for the the heartbreak tour, and they were having had um, had issues. Uh, prior to with the IRS, um, so it was like a little bit unbalanced because I was the only one who came in clean. So yeah, right. yeah, you know, I came in and you know, sure, uh, I'm money like, good. Y'all like, all right? Everybody how okay? How y'all doing? Hey. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got that uh, the the Z28, whatever that joint is. Need one of those. Wait, y'all get loaded. This one, uh, that 500, five hundred five. 500 SL. I want that <laughs> what too. What you call me? Yeah. Oh man, I thought I was like, I, man, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, shit, I done made it, baby. <laughs> you had, motherfucker, yeah. So yeah. When, when you came in the group, if, if I'm not asking too much, are you a solid fifth? You getting a fifth of everything when you first come oh, in? Oh, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. The, from the jump. From the jump. Everything that I started on, with working from the day that I started working with them, absolutely. You hear that, Tyrese? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Tyrese? Yeah. It was never about... It's all split fairly. All split fairly. That's how it was. And such, because everybody's contributing, and it's the point. Yeah. If you're a team, if you're a group, that's what a group does. There's really no I. It's, it's when you're dealing with a team. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Love them, man, and so grateful. We love y'all. We love y'all. The world. Definitely the world of R&B. Man. Yeah, yeah. They they talk about that authority thing? Yeah. (laughs) This is it. What you got for us, Chief? What you got for us? Something has to be your favorite. Mm. Top five. Your top five. Mm. Top five. Mm. Your top five. R&B singers. Come on. R&B songs. Come on with the ground. Yeah. Yeah. You got. 
Jackson. Oh, I know you know, and you're going to tell us, Mama, my, my top five. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Come on with it. Uh, well, clearly now you're one. <laughs> Boy, you done worked your way up. I've been there. You now you're up, up in, in there. there. <laughs> Mr. Johnny Gill. Mr. My, my, my himself. Yeah. Your top five R&B singers. Stevie one. But one. Start there. Mm-hmm. That's just mm. my God. Uh, Luther two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Teddy three. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people might gonna hate me for this one. Talk your talk. But I got I got to give Kells his props. Mm, come on, come on. Just, got to give Kells. This is his the R and B. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast R and B. Yeah. And. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here, but you don't work your way up in there, that boy. Come on now. Don't come on that there, boy. Look here, <laughs> <boy. laughs> <laughs> You don't work your way up in there now. Now, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> come in here, man. Come on. <laughs> and I, I let you in on another little one. You wrote this song called My Cry. Remember that song? Mm. I was going song. through it with... Uh, me and Ira at that time, and we was going at it, button heads and going toe-to-toe. It had nothing to do with the song, but me and her was going at it. Of course, and we ended up <laughs> coming full circle. They're come best of homies. But you know how when you with labels and you yeah. you be button having creative differences and buttonhead, we was having some other differences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But and we I remember we kept sitting there going, shoot, and I kept going, what are we gonna do? Can we how are we gonna do this? And she was like, you going to do this song? I was like, how you going to fucking make me do what? <laughs> so we was going at it, but I was, I'll was i never forget that song, and I still have that one joint, that joint in my uh, in my playlist. No way. Yes, Great yes, way. yes. Mike, Mike Cry. This guy, man. Mike brother. This guy. Special. Yeah. Man. And that's why I said it. Being from D.C., I, listen, it just adds to it, but you, your yeah. gift and talent is just is what it is. And, dude, listen. Don't sit over here and act like we're forgetting about you. Oh, <laughs> you trying to sneak out. You trying to sneak out. You trying to sneak out before the party starts. He does. He does. I don't want to have to blow up the spot to tell everybody. I, you know, I've been knowing that little boy. That, 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 that boy was like, little boy. This, like this, that boy. Come on, boy. Come on now. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Hey, Tank, what you may not know yeah. is I shouted this man out on Soul Train. Wow. When they asked me and Bob and my brother Ronnie, who our favorite singers were, same same type of thing, and like who, you know, inspired us. I'm 10 years old. I'm like, and Johnny Gill. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. 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 That's man, been one of my favorites. Man. And it's so funny because one day I was watching Jeffrey Osborne and he was doing um uh this television show, and that was in '83, my first single had come out. And I remember, uh, forgot the guy's name that showed he was doing, and they asked him who was like one of the upcoming, uh, up and coming artists. And uh, and I remember Jeffrey said, "There's this kid 
uh, named Johnny Gill. You got to understand what it felt like not knowing Jeffrey Osborne. Yeah. Fan of his. Wow. Sitting at home and you're watching the Merv Griffin show. Merv Griffin show. Yeah. And, um, and he shout you out. And he shout me out. And I just, I was in shock. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, wow, it's Jeffrey Osborne. And then shortly after we, we met and then brothers he's a guy yeah oh he's a guy one of our favorite episodes man he's a guy that's my dude for life and I tell you he has uh, been a part of my life since I was a kid 16, 17 years of age yeah Yeah. alright Johnny your top five R&B songs I gotta put oh my top oh my god Jesus Christ come on Um, I'd have to say ass Mm. oh Mm -hmm. my god um that house is not a home mm-hmm. is where I think I first realized and I discovered what the feeling of love was. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. I was dating Stacey at the time, and I'll never forget when that record came on. Oh, man. You know, my heart started beating fast. Mm-hmm. Things started acting up and started rising, and I say, this is something different this, here. This is it. This is it. <laughs> This is, I'm hot. I'm like, man. I'm hot. I'm hot. <laughs> Temperatures rise. Temperatures rise. Uh, hey. Uh, he said, when I climb the stairs huh. and turn the key, oh, please be there saying that you're still in love with me and I was like oh yeah, talk. only on the only <laughs> <Buddy podcast. laughs> only here yeah authentic oh R&B. my god yeah, yeah. and we Organics. don't and these mics have no auto tune these mics have no auto tune yeah. yeah. say it yeah. again yeah these mics have no auto tune no special sauce yeah yeah oh my god yeah man <sighs> okay that's that's two and Teddy I have to go with no let's go Jeffrey uh, you, you're just the sweetest peaches and cream. Come on now, that's not obscure. I, I don't know if people, <laughs> people know it. <laughs> obscure. Uh, I told Jeffrey and he made me a promise that if I ever get married, he's got to do that one at the wedding. <laughs> got yeah. to do that one at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. But he had a million of them too. It's yeah. like, man. Um, and what of course, Donnie Hathaway. Yeah. Man, a song for you. Yeah, you just can't get around. <laughs> you just can't get around. And I remember someone telling me when I was a kid, they kept going, "You know, you sound like a little." And I said, "Ooh, this guy named Have you ever heard of this guy named Donny Hathaway?" I was like, "No." And I remember sitting there listening to a, a song for you, and then I sat there and I listened, and I'm going, "Oh, something hit me where I was just like, man, he who the heck is this guy?" But you could hear the this the conviction in his yes. in his phrasing and his just in his the notes and it was just like I was like man and that's how I got turned on to a uh, to to Donny Hathaway. I feel the same way about his daughter too. Oh, like, oh, yes. Oh my God. But it seemed like over the years she just really just developed. She's just into a this, different kind like of instrument. Instru- like, yeah. she's, yes, the key is an instrument. She's an instrument. Whew, man, she's. Yeah. She's calculated, yes. methodical, yes. diabolical, <laughs> yes, foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. And you ain't hearing a flat or sharp. No, no, no she's, she's she just she got, be like 
and she can do anything. Yeah. yeah. Now her yeah. vocal is amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. She got her dad and more. I would and more. say. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay. You got one more. One more. Um, you know, I would. I, I know it looked like I might be stuck on myself to say this, yeah, but well, go ahead. That talk can you stand the rain? Yeah, I mean, nah. no, talk your talk. I look at by talk your talk. Sometimes they by. I be looking and listening to that young too. <laughs> Listen to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> imagine being able to sing Can You Stand the Rain every night and it's yours. Can you imagine? I that? tell you what I did. I tell you a little secret about my 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 I did and I had I was nominated. No, I had won the the uh, male vocalist of the year of the Soul Train. And it was this girl, I won't say cuz she's you know, yeah, actress you, you know popular. Gotcha. You know, okay. Yeah, you an actresses. This you is know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, I try to keep the industry, you know. Yeah. Try to keep it plethora. Yeah, I, I got to do what I have Work to do. Work your way around. Make yeah, your yeah, rounds. Yeah, okay. You know, get around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, this girl's giving me a real challenge. And so she went with me to the uh awards. And when we got back, I had uh uh my boy to put the champagne on ice. I've never, I'd never, before my mama, I've never ever sat and sang to a girl to figure out if I had a, that'll get me in quicker. Never. And I remember we got King back from the awards and I remember going back, sitting down at the piano and I had popped, we popped the champagne and my mama wasn't released yet. Oh, he's giving her the unreleased too. Okay. And I'm yeah. sitting there playing my mama at the piano. And so we went from the piano to the floor, from the floor to the bedroom. And I said, God damn, what would I have been doing all the time? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> should have been using the house for evil. You need to. Why? You're making it hard on yourself. <laughs> I, I said, hot tomato. No. Who didn't tell? What the hell? But you Somebody have, forgot to tell. You, you didn't have Babyface Records to sing to. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. That had to be the right record. Yeah. My, my, yeah. my. Yeah. You know? Shit happens. And it went down. I was like, damn, okay. I, I never I never wanted to use my power for Me neither. That. Me neither. I always thought it was unfair. I was like, that ain't right if I just start singing this one. Yeah, I thought that too, but that night though. All right, here we go. We're going to make you Voltron. You're a super R&B artist. We want to know who you're going to get the vocal from, mm -hmm. who you're going to get the performance style, yeah. the styling, and the heart of the artist, right? Let's build your artist. Who are you getting the vocal from for your super R&B artist? One vocal. Luther Vandross. Start there. the greatest storyteller that there is when it comes down to painting, painting, telling a story. Yeah, whoo, they just don't. He well. didn't even move on stage. I don't know. I don't know if he walked five feet. Right, if right, he didn't have to. He didn't have and to. You just sit there and, and you're just, just like, like oh, yeah, man, he could paint an in, disrespectful. It's just whoo, to man. all the jumping around and shirt taking off. I do. Yeah, so <laughs> Luther, Luther definitely. Who are you getting the performance style from? Performance style, surprisingly, I'm going to say the young, uh, cocky, wild, crazy Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Mm -hmm. Bobby that guy, let me tell you something. Brown. Menace to Ooh, society. Man. Bobby Brown. When Bob Menace. was rock man, let me tell you something. You'd be sitting there looking going, this thing got rubbers in his leg? What the hell? <laughs> and that... Uh, hey, listen, and Bob was trying to give y'all work on that man, new, on that any heartbreak too. Were you, were you thinking Ooh. about that 
as you're rehearsing and you're about to be this new member, like, I, I'm replacing Bobby Brown to a certain degree, even though he had already been out. You know, but like, I never thought, because the way they brought it to me was like, you're going to be, you know, we want to go back to the five-member group. Blah, blah, right, blah. Right. So it never really dawned on me until even the blow-up with Ralph when we were there in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. and you realize, I'm like, what the hell did I just walk into? Bobby told me, and it was so funny because when we all got together doing the uh, the, the Heartbreak Tour, uh, after the tour, I went out on my own solo, and I'll never forget Bob came out with me. Bobby used to come <laughs> to L.A. when he wasn't living in L.A. He used to stay with me, and everybody used to talk about me and him uh, beefing. beefing and yeah. battling with each other. y'all at the crib chilling. And he would be in the crib. Yeah, that's <laughs> and crazy. So funny. That's crazy. He, <laughs> and he would, um, as a matter of fact, but Bob told me himself, he was like, I remember him telling me, he was like, man, when you first got in the group, dude, I did not like you. I was so jealous. Um, and then he was like, when you opened your mouth, I was like, God damn. <laughs> like, man. And he was like, from that point, that was... What took him where he was like, I ain't fucking with that. <laughs> but he said, he told me himself. And, and it was so funny because we, I was out on tour and he came out with me for a while. And I remember one day we got on the bus, on my bus, and he was just like, man, he says, I envy you. And I said, what? Why? And I remember him saying, because I don't know, like, know if I'll be able to dance for the rest of my life like this. He's like, but nigga, you'll be able to sing like this for the rest of your mm. life. Hmm. <laughs> It never dawned on me. I never wow. even thought about, wow. you know, and I'm looking going, nigga, but you, you Bobby. Shit. Brown. Yeah. And at the time, <laughs> he got the biggest. He's yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, biggest records so, in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. But um, yeah, that he was to me, you know, besides MJ, the performer of no, all Bobby performers, Brown. just, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. Bobby performance, the young, wild and the free wild, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, who are you going to get the styling from the, with the artist, with the drip? With the drip? Yeah. Come on, Reverend Ike. Come, come on. on. <laughs> <laughs> the styling is probably going to have to come from, y'all might think this is weird, but I'm going to have to say Prince. I wish I was the little guy Prince the way he's doing. Prince is the guy. Prince just Prince used to guy. be. Prince is the guy. The stuff, because... I still to this day like bright colors and would I don't I I'm scared to try anything that's of color and I the way he would just rock his would you know you'd just be like yo if I was that little man <laughs> what no <laughs> what yeah man what I give I I said if I was that little if I was that little if I was that little I'd get that little nigga run for his money. <laughs> And then, and then he would have pulled off on you on his motorcycle. I don't know if y'all were ready for this, no, Johnny you, No, you wouldn't. I don't, I don't think y'all were ready. Y'all had no idea. No way. There's no way they knew that they this. They had no idea. They didn't know that this is what Johnny Gill is in real life. Okay. The passion of the artist. The heart of the artist. Ooh, the passion would probably be Donnie Hathaway. It mm, just, yeah. I don't think, I've never seen anyone every note you hold on to because you know I often said when I found out what he went through and mm. how you know the challenges that he had I said that if someone was to offer me that voice 
but I would have to go through that journey that he went through. As much as I love him, I, I just, I just be an average Joe talking about paper or plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just can't. The, 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 when you listen to the passion, the pain, the pain, the, the, everything in his voice, it's like it just stopped you in your track. And every time I hear, I don't care what song he's saying, you go, man, I wonder where he, where he was at, what was going on there. Yeah. Like, what was he going through? Yeah. Like, it's like you hear it. Mm-hmm. And so I would say passion. I don't think it gets no no stronger than no better than that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we ain't gonna let you up out of here just yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cause you, you didn't say some names. <laughs> you said some names. <laughs> what you got for him? I ain't saying no names. Hey, I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names. Who you was? Who you in? What you did? Don't say shit. I ain't saying no names. So this segment right here, okay. it's called I ain't saying no names. Okay. Will you tell us a story, mm-hmm. funny or fucked up, mm-hmm. or funny? And fucked up in the travels of Johnny Gill, Lil John, the first Lil John, <laughs> yeah, the first Lil John, <laughs> nigga, that was great, <laughs> new edition, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back to solo Johnny Gill, mm-hmm, and then, to LSG, mm-hmm. and then. Come on, man. And then back to the back to and new then, edition. Forget, and then back to new edition. Six and don't man. forget, we didn't record, but there was Heads of State. Heads of State. Heads of State. Heads of State. Yeah. I open for y'all. The lead yeah. singers. I open for y'all. Yeah. Man, you done been in 12 groups, man. Yeah, I'm still open for a few more. <laughs> <laughs> If you need a group member, call Johnny Gill. So, hmm. We need to know in the times, the, the times where they didn't have no Instagrams, mm. they didn't have no Twitters, Lucky no you. X, no Tiki Tok. Lucky you. <laughs> Tell us a story from them times, man. Just uh, don't say no names. Yeah, I can't say no names. But Please. Man. Oh, my God. You can tell us where you was. Well, I can recall... This young lady, once again, she was an actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't ask me how. I don't know. Listen, man. Big movies, small movies? Uh, yo, she's been in some Late big night movies? movies. No, she's been in some big movies. Big as a matter movies. of fact. Okay. okay. You know, uh, I just liked working women. You know, they had a job. And I knew, you know, yeah. I don't know, they brought they something got, to the table. Yeah, they got yeah, somewhere to go. They had somewhere to go, something to do. Yeah. But I remember her, I, she would show up everywhere. Um, when we was on tour, she would just show up, show up, show up. And then I started dating this other girl. And I had her over at the house. And I'm sending her off to go to the airport. And the other girl I was dating comes over. And she's in the house hanging out and chilling. And I'm thinking, this other girl's gone. Yeah. She turns around, makes a U-turn, comes back, knocks on the door. And uh, I'm like, uh, what you need? <laughs> what you need? <laughs> what? 
Hey, listen, I'm I'm listen, man. I was a little young. I couldn't think as fast. <laughs> what you need? What you need? <laughs> That's a dick. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought she was gone. <laughs> And then I didn't act like I, I'm looking out the window going, huh? <laughs> no way. So she said, I know you you got somebody in there. And I'm like, ah, oh, what you talking about? And so, <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. She knows whatever. I said, hey, listen, this is my friend. She's got to come in. She claims she left something here. <laughs> So <laughs> I told him when she got to the door, hey, listen, we don't sign no shit in here. You understand? <laughs> 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 walk, she looks, she goes, and who are you? She goes, who are you? She goes, well, who are you? She goes, who are you? <laughs> I said, I told you, no, we're not going to start no shit up in here. <laughs> so I told her, I said, y'all both my friends. Y'all both my friends. <laughs> so oh, man. I got her coat, gave her her coat, and she said she was she was done. She was through with me until I looked around at the next city. And here she, she comes, was, you know what? <laughs> and standing there at my room door and crying. I'm like, damn! I thought you got rid of me. <laughs> I thought you got rid of me. Did you let her in the room? I realized, oh yeah, that's when I realized I'm a true pimp. <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I had that kind of power. <laughs> the one time I ever got busted, and that was the first and the only time. First and only. And you pimped your way out of it. Man, she Matter came back with tears. You actually didn't say nothing. I just told him, I said, listen, we're not having no shit, right? You're my friend and you're my friend. She technically didn't, she didn't, she didn't start no shit. She came no, in, she, she got, got her, her coat. Got her coat. And yeah, yeah. When she bounced out, she said she was done with me. That's okay. She wasn't really done. She wasn't done. No, she wasn't done. She wasn't done. She couldn't be done with daddy. She couldn't done with daddy. Uh, she couldn't done. be done with daddy. She left there talking about why, 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 why. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think Johnny you. Gill, I don't think you understand. Johnny Gill. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Johnny Gill. This is great. <laughs> bro, let me say something. Let me say something, bro. You, bro, you you so awesome, man. You so awesome, man. I've known you for, for for many years, man. I've always known you were a goofball. Um, but you know, it's, it's it's awesome for the world to see, and it's awesome. To see you in 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 good spirits, man. Thank you. And, yeah. Thank you. And and yeah. still time, moving on, yeah. and pushing on, man. Yeah. yeah. Continuing yeah. on the legacy of your mom. Continuing yeah. on the legacy that that you've built, um, that continues to inspire us. Thank you. And wow. and that will continue to inspire generations to come, brother. Wow. Well, I, thank I, you. I hope you know that. Well, can I just say I'm proud of both of you guys, man. Taking thank the you. bull by the horns, or however they say it, because. Mm -hmm. R&B, when you think about it, people keep have this myth about R&B being dead, but 
it's not dead. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's still here. It still exists. And it's just a matter of like what you guys have done to create a platform to remind people and give people somewhere to go to come to see and understand that it still lives. It's, it's still not lives. gone anywhere. So it's you guys have been doing an incredible job. I've watched from the from the from from Jeffrey Osborne to KC to you know Bobby and, and the Lavita the, the, the brothers, yeah, 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 brothers and everybody, man. And I just that what you guys are doing with giving everybody from the young to the old, just everybody an opportunity to be able to tell a story and have people to understand who they are and where they come from. Because you don't know where you're going unless you know where you come from. Absolutely. And you guys spread it out to the allowing just every people coming in. You guys yeah. are doing an amazing job. And I can't tell you how proud I am of both of you guys, man. Thank, Thank you, bro. Man. And then my DMV, brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, talk to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tank. I'm Jay Valentine. And this is the RB Money Podcast, yeah. the authority yeah. on all yeah. things. I wish a nigga would say it wasn't. <laughs> RB. Yeah. And this has been uh, the, the Pimpin' Edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pimpin' Johnny. The Pimpin' Johnny. <laughs> Lil John himself. Make some noise for Johnny Bill, y'all. Yeah. R&B Money is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe to and rate our show. And you can connect with us on social media, at Jay Valentine and at The Real Tank. For the extended episode, subscribe to YouTube.com forward slash R&B money. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.